time, beautiful being. I'm your host, Audi, and this is the Magically Reborn podcast. In this podcast, we talk about all things self-love, spirituality, self-awareness, energy work, and everything in between. Welcome, 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 welcome. If this is your first time hearing my podcast, I am so grateful that you found me and that you're listening. If you're listening all the time, thank you for being here. I love all of your support. So for self-care this week, I, okay, so I've been doing this for a minute, but I just never really like to talk about it because I don't want to feel like (laughs) I'm being forced to do this. Um, So I've been exercising. I've been doing a lot of yoga and Zumba. And I've been wanting to really like be more in touch with my body and kind of like do what it wants to do. And for the longest time, I've always wanted to do yoga. I've always wanted to do some sort of dancing. And I recently met this girl who is now my nail tech. She invited me to Zumba. And, you know, I haven't done Zumba since I lived in my hometown and I moved out of there back in 2014. So it's been a long time. But I figured, you know what? The gym that I go to, I have access to all of these gyms and classes. Why the hell would I not take advantage of that? So I've been doing Zumba and I've been going to yoga And I will go out whatever time I want to. So if they're early in the morning, if I really want to, I'll go. But they're so scattered all over the place. And I try not to make it like a habit where I'm like having to go. Like I'm forcing myself to go. I'm just going with the flow because I really just want to connect to my body and not be so strict and end up hating my workout life because I always do that. I always do so good for three months and I'm strict and eat well and I'm in an amazing shape. And then three months later or like after three months, I'm like, actually, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So I'm really taking it slow. I've also heard that yoga really helps with a lot of um trauma work, shadow work, releasing energy. So I'm really, really excited to be doing that more often. But what about you? Check in with yourself. What have you been doing for self-care this week? I'll give you a minute, maybe not even a minute because it's kind of awkward to have silence, but just think about it. What have you done for yourself this, this week? If you haven't done anything, make sure you are doing something. Remember, last episode, I gave you all a freaking challenge. So um, I hope you did it. I hope you accomplished it. If you didn't, try it again this week. Anyway, for today, I really want to talk about manifestation and how I manifested a lot in my life and how I have all the things that I have today. I'll be honest with you. I never really believed that manifestation worked for me, that it worked for everyone else, but not me. But within the last 24 hours, I have realized that yes, manifestation works for me. And so I kind of want to share about how I was able to manifest a lot of the things in my life. So I want to talk about how I 
manifested at the time a dream job and just so you know I am going to be going into detail because that's how we learn best is detail and I'm not afraid to talk about money money is such a taboo subject and the only reason why people are like oh don't talk about money is because I feel like people will get offended and upset and all jealous when people make more money than them which I think is like kind of like lame but I mean we all have our limiting beliefs when it comes to money so everyone's different I can't really say anything about that but yeah so when I first started working at the job that I was at for like seven years I wasn't the best worker when I first started I mean I was but then I got lazy and I was like this is bullshit like I I don't like customer service like I'm someone that if you give me attitude I have to give you attitude back like I will not let you talk to me like that which is so funny because I could do that in the workplace but in my relationships I couldn't do that but anyway I wanted to manifest more money because I wanted to be able to leave my marriage without needing help from anyone, without feeling like I couldn't survive on my own. I wanted to stay in the city and I did not want to go back to my hometown. Like I literally wanted to survive on my own. But the thing is, anytime that I manifested this and that nothing would come, I realized that I wasn't really doing the work. I wasn't busting my ass off and showing that I deserved more money. I was being lazy. Like, I hated sales. I'm not a salesperson. I feel weird. I feel inauthentic when I'm, like, doing sales. And that's what I was doing. I was selling, and I didn't like it. But one day, it kind of just clicked in my head that I wanted to be a better worker, that I was going to do whatever I could to move on to the next level, because I think there were three levels at the time in my position, and each level comes with a raise. And so I busted my ass, I took all of the quizzes that I needed to take to be able to, you know, move on to the next level, and each time that I talked to my manager about it, she'd be like, nope, you're not ready, nope, you're not ready. But one thing I was learning was uh, more about loans. And I told myself, if I ever see a position in the loan department, I am going to apply for it because I just feel called to do loans. I, every time that someone would come in and I would help them out with a loan, like that's all I wanted to do all day. I didn't want to be a teller. I wanted to be a loan officer. And so one day the loan department posted a position and I was like, I'm applying. So I applied. I didn't get it because I hired someone who had been there longer and had more experience. And I was like, that's totally fine. That makes sense. I was fine with it. Like I didn't cry or anything. Like I legitimately was okay with it because the girl who had applied was actually my friend and I was really happy for her. And then a few months later, another position became available and in that same department so I applied to it and they took forever to let us know whether we got the position or not and it turned out because they were trying to see who was better for the position but we were both so alike well so they thought that they didn't really know which direction to take so they ended up going with the other person who had applied because 
they had more loan volume. Which, again, I was like, okay, like, that really sucks. Like, I actually did cry for that one because I felt like that position was mine. And I could literally feel it. And everyone in that department was rooting for me. So I was like, there's no way I'm not going to get it. Like, everyone is literally saying, we want Audi. Like, that's who we want. And the manager even asked him, like, who would you guys pick? And everyone was like, Audi. (laughs) So I literally thought that job was mine. And then next thing you know, it wasn't mine. So that one was really heartbreaking. And during all of this, my manager at the time was really offended that I had applied for these positions. So her attitude towards me changed. I was started to be like, she started to treat me unfairly. And I hated it. I started to be miserable. I wanted to get out and there was no way out. I applied for so many positions and I couldn't get it. I didn't get some of some of them and next thing you know this manager was like the regional manager came in was like what the hell are you doing why are you applying for so many positions like that looks bad and I was like well no shit it looks bad I'm miserable here I didn't say that but that's literally why like I needed them to see that I literally was miserable and was trying to get out all because my manager had literally changed with me I was like look like I feel like I've been doing what I can to move up the next level and you guys are limiting me. I keep getting told no, 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 but I've done everything that I need to do. I've showed you guys that I deserve to be moved up to the next level. And he was like, okay, well, let's see how you do for the next month. And at the end of next month, we'll meet again. And if you do a great job, then we'll move you up to the next level. And mind you, like, Sales had nothing to do with moving on to the next level. But next month happens. It was such a slow month. I didn't do any sales. And I was like, what the hell? Okay. I'm, they're not going to move me up. And sure enough, they didn't move me to the next level, which sucked because there was this other girl that worked with me who really did not give a shit. She didn't do any of the quizzes. She wasn't busting her ass to move up to the next level. She literally didn't even try and they handed her the next position, the next level. They told her, hurry up and finish these quizzes so that we can move you up. And so like she went and hurried and finished the quizzes. And I was like, are you serious? She got to do that where with me, I had to prove in one month by sales And that wasn't even like a qualification for that. So I was pretty upset. And because of that, I decided to go part time and just focus on school. I was going to quit that job as soon as the the semester ended. And that was what I decided. But I continued to, you know, just do what I needed to do. And next thing you know, the loan department opens up another position and I was like I need to apply like I just kept getting that feeling to apply and I was like third time's a charm third time's a a charm this position is mine like I am showing them by applying so many times I am showing them that I really am dedicated and being in this position and sure enough I meet with the manager and he's like we've already interviewed a couple of times but I just want to know why you're applying for this position when it's full-time and you just went part-time and I literally was like this is what I need to do I feel called to work in this position and I'm okay with being full-time 
I just decided to do part-time just because I felt like I've run out of options. Like I was genuine with him and I said, I know that I can do amazing in this position. So I ended up getting the position and I was so happy because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be making $15 an hour. And I had started at 10, like I was making 10 at the time. And I thought that that could help me, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to just live on my own. At least I felt like it wasn't because I had never lived on my own. After I left my parents' house was when I had gotten married. So I literally didn't know how to live by myself. So I really had to like have enough money to do that. And I told myself, you know what? Like I want to prove to this manager that he should have hired me from the beginning And that's the mindset I had. I went in and busted my ass off. And I also had the desire to be a manager. And I had told my manager at the time that I wanted to be manager. And they told me that it was going to take me like five years before I even became manager. And they're like, and if you want to be manager, you have to stay in the branches. You can't go to the operations center because you're not going to go anywhere. Like you're just going to be stuck there. And I laughed because I was like, I'm stuck here. You guys aren't letting me do anything. But anyway, so I leave, I go to this new job and I bust my ass off. And during this time, everyone starts to like leave the department because it's a pretty stressful department. Like there's a lot. And the manager had an assistant manager position open. And when everyone was leaving, I ended up being obviously the one who had been there the longest. And it had only been like three months. But I met with my manager and I was like, listen, I want to be manager one day. Like, that's what I truly want to do. I know you have an assistant manager position open and I've been here the longest and I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job. So if there's any way that you can train me on how to be an assistant manager, like I would love that because I would love to be your assistant manager one day. And he was all about it. He's like, oh yeah, like I can totally coach you. And then he told me, but if someone applies for that position who already has manager experience, I'm going to go with them. And I was like, oh, that's totally fine. That would make sense to me. And sure enough, a month later, someone applied and they had manager experience, so they got it. But I still continued to ask him to coach me to be a manager because I really wanted to be manager one day. And he would tell me like a manager wouldn't do this or a manager wouldn't do that. If I did something, he would tell me like manager doesn't do that or a manager doesn't talk like that. A manager doesn't do this. Or he would be like a manager does this or you did this today. And that's exactly what a manager would do literally. And it was great. He really did coach me a lot. And next thing you know, he pulls me into a meeting and tells me that he's moving into a different position and that he wants me to eventually be manager as well because he could see that in me. And he told me that he was going to help me with applying for the manager position. And I told him, I was like, I don't have any manager experience besides working with Sonic. So like, uh, why would I apply for that? And he's like, no, you have to. He's like, you need to show them that you are dedicated and that you really want to be manager. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so I I filled out my application. I showed him and he helped me write the, like, kind of like revamp it and make sure everything was good to go. And he like coached me on my interview. And he's like, you won't get it. But again, this is for you to show 
that you are interested in being manager and you are going to be in their radar. And I was like, okay, perfect. So I applied, I had the interview. I obviously didn't get it, but the assistant manager then became the manager and she pulled me aside and she was like, Hey, like he would, the previous manager was telling me that he was coaching you on being manager. And, you know, honestly, you applying to the manager position really showed me that you're dedicated and this is what you want. And it just really impressed me. So I want to help train you and coach you on being manager. And so when she finally put the position up for assistant manager, excuse me, assistant manager, I ended up getting it when I applied and I thanked her and I was happy again. And I was only making like $17 at this point. And I was like, that's still not enough money. I need more. But I continued to work my ass off. I continued to be coached. And by this point, when I became assistant manager, like I had started that position in May of 2016. And then in March of 2017, I became the assistant manager. And then in July, I had gotten into a huge argument with my ex-husband and it was, I just remember like praying to God and I was like, listen, I am desperate. Like I really need a job where I'm able to make so much money that I can not feel like shit and have to ask someone else for money to help me through this divorce. Like that's all I wanted. And I told him, I was like, I know we're not supposed to give you ultimatums, but if you give me a job where I'm able to make this kind of money, where I don't have to ask anyone for help and I am able to leave this marriage, I promise you that I will become, I will work on being a better person. I will do whatever it takes to be a better person. And I will even go back to church if that's what I have to do. The next day, I kid you not, you guys, the next day, my manager pulls me aside and she's like, hey, just so you know, we're moving back to my home state. And I know that you've been working so hard to be manager and I want to continue helping you. And I'm going to start training you on all of the manager stuff that I do so that you can get the position. I literally went home crying that day because I was like, this is going to fucking happen. Like this is going to happen. And sure enough, so that was July of 2017. In August of 2017, I got the manager position. Again, remember the previous managers had told me it was going to take me five years to become a manager. I literally became a manager within a year and four months of leaving the branch life. So yeah, it didn't take me five years. (laughs) And Yeah, uh, a month after becoming manager, I actually asked for a divorce and I stuck with it. I had the courage and I didn't have to ask anyone for money. I mean, I did struggle a little bit at first, but that's because like I didn't really know what I was capable of doing. So, yeah, I really, really was so happy because I ended up making 50 grand and that was more than I could ever imagine. Like I went from making $17 to making 50 grand. And so, yeah, I cried. I cried a lot. (laughs) I never thought that that was possible. I thought that maybe I would be bumped up to like $22 an hour, like no joke. But yeah, that was the way I manifested more money into my life. 
obviously it took a while. I started that job right before I turned 21 and I became manager at 23. So it took a while, like three years. We were married for three years. So, I mean, three years doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're in it, it's a lifetime. So yeah, that was one of the ways that I was able to manifest that. know this episode is so good right now but I want to quickly tell you about my one-on-one coaching program called rebellious one in this one-on-one program you and I get to work together for 12 weeks on your self-love you get to unlearn everything you've ever known from your beliefs your values anything any negative beliefs Then you get to redefine what spirituality, happiness, peace, and self-love mean to you. And then we get to dive deep into your self-love. Those are the three modules. I know this episode is so good right now, but I want to tell you about my business. I currently have my metaphysical shop called purple moon magic i am also a self-love and spiritual life coach and i'm an energy healer if any of those sound interesting to you check out the link in the show notes you'll have all of my information there or you can follow me on instagram at reborn with audi a-u-r-y I am here to help you through your self-love journey because I know that the world would be a much better place if everyone in this world had self-love and it all starts from within. So give me a follow, send me a DM, let's get a conversation started on where you are in your journey and where I can help you. All right, now back to our show. Another example that I have is my dream car. So there was these two cars at the job that I worked at. So, you know, the loan department, I had been working there for two weeks and I didn't really know anyone there. Okay. And there are these two cars both Mercedes, both CLA 250s, and they were both black. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is the car that I want. Like, I've never like seen it in person. Like, I've never been this close. Like, I've seen some driving in the freeway, but I've never been this close. And one of my friends was all like, oh, that's so-and-so's car. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And she told him like, hey, um, Audi really likes your car. It's her dream car. And he looked at me. He's like, that's your dream car. And I was like, yeah. And then he tossed his keys at me and he's like, let's go for a drive. And I looked at him and I was like, you want me to drive? He's like, yeah, come on, let's go. And I was like, uh, you don't know me. And he's like, are you going to murder me? I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, but this is a nice car and you're okay with me driving it. And he's like, well, do you have your license? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, 
so what's the big deal? And I was like, that you don't know me and this is a really nice car. And he's like, okay, do you want to drive it or not? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, let's go. So we went on a drive and I was in freaking love. I literally could not believe that I was freaking driving my dream car. I literally told him, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like, this is what I want. Like, I feel it in my bones. I'm going to have this car. And he's like, yeah, they're really nice and blah, 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 whatever. And um, him and I became friends. And so whenever we would go to lunch, he would let me drive the car. And I literally was just in love because I felt like driving the car really just made it more real for me because I envisioned myself driving that car. And so every time I saw a Mercedes CLA 250, I'd be like, yep, that's what I want. And I wanted it all black with black interior and red stitching. That was exactly what I wanted. And I stayed with that. And then next thing you know, in 2020, my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, he got a new car and it was a really nice freaking car. Um, He got an Audi and I was like, dude, like, this is so nice. Like, a luxury car is seriously so much better than what I'm driving. And I was driving a Subaru at the time. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you make me want a new car. And I don't need a new car. And he's like, oh, what car would you get? And I was like, honestly, my dream car is a freaking Mercedes. He's like, go get it. And I was like, no, like that. I can't afford that. There's no way. And I told him if I were to get a new car, I'd get a 4Runner. So we went to the dealership, went to go test drive a 4Runner, and it was a 2024 runner, okay? And when I test drove it, it just did not feel right. I didn't like it. I wasn't happy. And honestly, my 2019 Subaru was so, <laughs> so much newer in the inside than the freaking 2020 4Runner. So I was like, this is, I feel like I'm going backwards. Like, no. And so I sat there and the guy was like, this is how much it is. And I was like, well, I can totally do that. Like, I can. And he's like, well, what's holding you back? And just something kept holding me back. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, I'll give you this deal. And I was like, okay, that's the payment that I can do. Like, yes, yes, I could do this. And I just couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't say like, fuck yes to it. And I was like, you know what? We are going to go to the Mercedes across the street and we're going to go test drive that. And he looked at me, he's like, you're going to go test drive a Mercedes. We're like, yeah, I just want to drive it just for fun. We'll be back. And so we went to go test drive the Mercedes and this was like the summer of 2020. And oh my gosh, I drove a brand new Mercedes and it was amazing. And I was so happy. And I was like, this is a freaking car that I want. I want this. But I didn't get it because I was like, like, that's too much for me right now. I, there's no way. And um, I just kind of left it at that. I didn't even ask the guy what he that, what the Mercedes was being sold for or anything like that. I was just like, whatever. Like, I feel like it's too much for me right now. Like, I know I have a really good job and I get paid well, but I don't think I deserve to have this Mercedes. Like, I felt like I had to be like a CEO to be able to have the Mercedes. And here I am, a manager of a loan department. So I didn't like really try anything. I didn't want to like get it. I just kept saying, it's too much for me. It's too much for me. 
because like the new Mercedes are freaking nice. Like that whole like panel, the TV thing. I don't know what to call them. The whole ass screen instead of just like the small little screen. It's literally on almost the whole dashboard. So yeah, they're freaking beautiful. So yeah, I left and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get a new car. I'm just going to wait. So yeah, I said I was going to wait and that was it. And my boyfriend kept telling me like, you should, you should, come on, you can afford it. And he's like a very conservative person when it comes to his money. And his boss even told me, cause I was telling his boss about it. And his boss was like, if he's telling you that you can get the car, then that means you can get the car because he's very conservative when it comes to his money. So if he's telling you that, 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 that means go for it. And I was like, I mean, you're right. I guess you're right. And in December of 2020, I started looking at the Mercedes and the prices and stuff. And it literally was the exact same price as a damn forerunner. And I was like, if I was all okay with buying a forerunner and I was okay with the price range, why the hell would I just not get a Mercedes? That's my dream car. Why get another car when I'm only going to have it for like a couple of years and then I'm going to want to switch over to the Mercedes? Like that makes no sense to me. If I can get it now, why not just get it? So I found a Mercedes and I was going to go look at it, but the guy that I had originally talked to wasn't going to be there and I just continued looking and comparing and I had the f- the first Mercedes I was going to look at was a, uh, I think, uh, yeah, it was a 2020 CLA 250 and I was like, okay, I'm going to go look at that. I want to go look at it and see how it drives. But again, like I said, the guy wasn't available and I wanted him to help me out. So I ended up going to a different dealership because I found another one. It was a, a CLA 250 2021 for five grand cheaper than the 2020. And I literally was like, no freaking way. And it was all white with cream interior. And that's what I wanted because my Subaru was all black with black interior and red stitching. So I didn't really want to have that anymore. I felt like that wasn't me anymore. And so I had told myself I would like a white Mercedes with like a cream or like a beige interior. And so when I found the exact thing that I wanted for five grand cheaper and a year newer, I was like, what the hell? This is like way too good to be true. So uh, Canyon and I went and checked out that Mercedes and yeah, December 2020, I got my freaking car, my dream car. It was, it's a 2021 Mercedes CLA 250 and I drove away happy as can be. And you know, what's crazy is that I literally, I probably already said this, I don't remember. But I was going through my pictures yesterday, literally yesterday, when I say this has all been happening in the last 24 hours. This has been happening in the last 24 hours. Like last night, I was going through old pictures. And I saw this Snapchat of the two Mercedes that we're at work back in 2016. And I had said one day, one day. And again, like that was 2016. And I didn't get my dream car until the end of 2020. That was a long time. 
So a lot of times we definitely want to like manifest and have everything right then and there, like, oh, by the end of the year, by the end of the year. And you can do that. But again, like you just know, you just have to know what the, what it, what it is and why you want it. And then your source will take care of the when and the how. So when it, when it's meant to be, it's going to be, like I said, the fact that I got a 2021 CLA 250 for five grand cheaper than the 2020 CLA 250. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was how I manifested my car and I still have it. I'm still in love with her and I don't plan to get rid of her at all. She is just gorgeous and her name is Stella. But um, I want to do I do want to give an example of when I manifested something and it didn't go great because, you know, sometimes we just have to be careful with what we manifest and what we say. And yeah, so what I used to always say, like, I'm going to get hit by a car one day. And I even told my parents, like, if you ever get a call that I'm in the hospital, don't be surprised because literally it's because I got hit by a car because I was was in uh, I lived in downtown and there was always an instant where I almost got hit every single freaking time and when I first said that I believe was actually in like 2015 because I think that's when I ended up moving right into the center of downtown and yeah so in 2020 the beginning of 2020 right when like COVID was happening um, I had bought my own townhome and I, <laughs> I bought my townhome. Okay. And this was in March. I moved in, in the middle of March, I believe it was like March 13th or something. I don't know. And literally COVID happened. And a month later I was like, Hey, I'm going to go on a run because I was training for a half marathon and all of a sudden i didn't even really leave my house i was on the road just at the light right next to my town home and i was about to start crossing the street so i could like run start my run and as i was crossing the street i got hit by a freaking car and i okay this is what's crazy it's a little it's gonna get a little dark little trigger warning about um, unaliving yourself. Um, I didn't try to unalive myself. I The night before, I even have a tweet because I have a Twitter account that's completely private. Nobody follows me. I don't follow anyone. It's like my journal. All of my dark stuff is in there. And the night before I got hit by a car, I tweeted, I just want to die. I don't want to be here anymore. And I remember one time someone had said, we always say we want to die, but when it comes to it, we don't really want to. We're going to try to save ourselves. And I was like, no, like if I was ever put in a position where I I was going to die, I wouldn't try to save myself. That's what I said. So for like example, the the guy said like, if you're drowning, you're drowning because you're trying to survive. You're trying to get yourself out of the water. You're, You're trying to breathe. Instead of just letting yourself, you know, be swallowed up by the water. And so, yeah, the next day was when I actually got hit by a car. And what I learned from that was 
that when I was running and I noticed the car wasn't stopping, I tried to back up so he wouldn't hit me. I started crying so much when I was by myself because obviously I had people around and stuff. When I was by myself, I cried because I was like, yesterday I literally said I wanted to die and I didn't want to be here anymore and that I wouldn't try to save myself, but I tried to save myself from getting hit by your car. So if I wouldn't have like backed up, he would have hit me head on, but I was able to like not get too hit. Like, how do I explain it? Like the headlights, I I got hit by like the side of the headlights kind of like there instead of like the center of the car, the center of the front of the car. And I literally was just amazed that I tried to save myself. But after that, I was like, I really got to be careful with what I say. I actually don't want to die, clearly, because I saved myself. And yeah, that was a an, an, an example that I manifested something that I didn't really want. Simply by telling everybody that I was going to get hit by a car one day and then saying that I wanted to die and I didn't want to be here anymore. And then I was put in a situation where that could have happened. Like there are so many people who do get hit by a car and don't make it. And luckily for me, it wasn't as bad. You know, I just got dropped to the ground and I mean, I twisted my ankle. I had scratches and I wasn't able to run for like six months, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm here and I am grateful and I don't say those things anymore. I really am grateful for my life. I love my life and everything that I have today is because of everything I've been working for and I'm truly, truly grateful for it and it might have taken a long time for me to get to where I am today, but it kind of shows that you really can't control when you're going to get these things. It'll come when you least expect it. And when source thinks that you're ready to receive these grand things, because sometimes you just really don't know how you're going to act when you receive these things. Like one analogy that I've heard is, or I don't want to say analogy. I don't even know what to call it, but I have heard this a lot that people who win the lottery end up spending it all at once because they weren't expecting that sort of money and they don't know how to welcome it into their lives. So they end up spending it all. And you never know, like, let's say that you wanted your dream person and that dream person, perfect in every shape, way and form comes to you, but you're not even ready. And then you like self-sabotage. You weren't ready at the time right? But yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to think about all this and we just have to be careful with what we say and our words are just so damn powerful. So some things that I've learned from this, like all, all of this has literally come up for me in the last like 24 hours. I wasn't ever planning on talking about this because it didn't really mean anything to me, but manifesting is something that I've been really working on. It's part of self-love. And so, and then this course that I'm taking, 
I have been trying to learn how to remove these negative beliefs that I have regarding the things that I want in my life. And so in the course, our coach told us to look back at previous times where we've been able to have things manifested. And this was such a big one that I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize I did that. So um, a few things that I learned was that I am capable of doing anything that I set my mind to. I learned that I'm fucking courageous and strong. I learned that I wasn't fearful of anything, that I had my own voice, that I had my own power. Getting that position the third time for that loan department. And then within a year and four months, I was already a manager. That was to me like, holy shit, like that was meant to be. I busted my ass off. Like I didn't just say this is what I want and it came to me. I didn't just act like I did. Here's the thing. I didn't show up at work and just do the work that I was supposed to do. I did so much more and I didn't even tell anybody that I was doing this. I was doing this behind the scenes. Like if you looked at me, okay, so there's this one thing that I always say is be the duck. And when you look at a duck in the water, it just looks like it's chilling, floating in water, not really doing anything. But what you don't see is his little feet underneath the water pedaling like freaking crazy to keep him afloat and like swimming. You don't see that. And that's what people didn't see. They didn't see that I was busting my ass off behind the scenes to get to where I am. A lot of people criticized me for having the positions that I got. And they said a lot of unnecessary comments to me. But they only saw what I allowed them to see. They didn't see that I was working my ass off and that I was going to my manager and saying, hey, I want to be here. Please coach me. To get anywhere in life, you have to do more than the bare minimum. You have to go above and beyond. You want to get somewhere, you have to do so much more work than everybody else. Because everyone that was there did the bare minimum or just did did amazing at their job, but they weren't doing anything else. While I was doing amazing at my job, but also working on being coached so that I could get somewhere someday. And that's what got me there. I didn't just sit back and do nothing to be there. So that is another thing that I learned is that like things don't come easily. You have to work for the things that you want. You have to believe that these things are meant for you. If you don't believe it, it's not going to come to you. You're not going to have these ideas or opportunities to be able to have these things come to you. Money is energy and it is going to go. It is going to flow where it is wanted. And I was welcoming money at that time. I was saying like, I know that I can make this money. And... I'm going to be grateful if I make this amount of money. And like I said, I was expecting myself to make like $22 an hour. And then I got hit with a, here's $50,000. And I kid you not, six months later, they bumped me up to 60,000. So again, I, I wasn't expecting that, but because I was busting my ass off to get that money and to be there, I ended up having so much abundance and I was able to enjoy myself 
and not have to live so stressed because I left a relationship. Like I already knew the divorce was going to be hard. And the last thing I wanted was for money to be an issue, which is so crazy because as I say this now, like I have a limiting belief where I feel like I can't make a certain amount of money because I've never seen that. Right. But like I said, money is energy and it will flow where it is welcome. So this episode is yes to like tell you more about my life and where I was and I also am saying this because saying this out loud has helped me realize that I fucking did that shit and I can fucking do that shit again. I can do it. I put my heart and my soul and working and busting my ass off and showing that I deserve this and that I wanted it, that I truly wanted it. And I believed that I was going to get it and I fucking got it. So why am I stopping myself now? Why am I telling myself that I don't deserve these things and that I will never get to where I want to be when I've done that shit before? But back then, I had started from the fucking bottom and I made my way up. So again, I'm starting from the bottom. I've done this before. So now I just got to work my way up. And I literally have freaking chills right now because it is just so amazing how powerful we truly are and we don't even realize it sometimes you just have to take that step back to realize that you've had the courage and the strength and the power before and you can do that again you can do whatever you set your mind to you yourself i don't depend on anyone I haven't depended on anyone. I actually had a lot of issues. So like when I got remarried again, I had to learn a lot on how to be more in a relationship and not be so like on my own because I've always been on my own. I've always supported myself. Even in my previous marriage, I took care of myself in that way. You can do that hard thing. You can literally do whatever it is that you desire. If you dream it, if it comes up to your mind, it's because that's in your pathway. But the only way you're going to get there is if you try, is if you do things. You have to do the work because the minute you start doing the work, doors start to open up for you. You will start to have these downloads and ideas of things that you didn't even have before. Or something just randomly clicks one day and you're like, holy shit. But you have to put yourself there. You have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to do the work. You don't just magically have things happen to you. Do the work. Believe in yourself. Believe in your future. Believe in your abilities to do the hard things. Because if you don't, You're not going to get anywhere. And that is all that I have to say for this episode. I hope that you learned something from this and that you take what I have said and truly think about things that you've done where you've been able to manifest these things and where you've been able to do something scary and that you know that you can do that again. So literally sit down today, journal about it, journal about the things 
that you've been through previously, whether it's like 20 years ago, 50 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, we forget a lot about things that we've been through. And sometimes we have to like go back, kind of sort through our files to see like, oh, where was I able to do this? So I'll sit down, write down like three to five examples of when you've been able to do that hard thing, where you've been able to manifest something, where you've been able to be courageous and strong and where you've stood up for yourself, like write it all freaking down and have that as an example and look at it and be like, damn, I did this. I can do it again. All right. So hopefully this helps you. If it did, please leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews really do help my podcast be heard by those who need to hear it or might want to hear it, you know, comes up as a suggestion. But as always, you can find me on Instagram at Reborn with Audi. Audi is A-U-R-Y. Lastly, you have the answers to your life. You really do. They're within you. You just got to stop ignoring yourself and do the things that you feel like you have to do. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week.